And that was when I realized that what I had always suspected about the relationship between success and education was 100% true. Welcome to 5% Radio, where it's all about learning like no one else today so you can live like no one else tomorrow. Please be sure to share and subscribe. What is up and welcome back to another episode, episode number 40, can you believe it, of the 5% Radio Podcast. And today I want to talk to you about why traditional education is useless. And and yes, I do mean useless. So there's a story, uh, this actually comes from a super old book, Uh, I wouldn't say super old, but it comes from the book Think and Grow Rich, and this book was written a very long time ago. And in that book, there's a chapter on the power of the mastermind, and there's there's a real-life story given Uh, of something that actually happened to Henry Ford. And uh, I'm just going to kind of read it as is, but this really proves the point, kind of sets the stage of what I want to talk about today. So during the World War, being World War I back then when this book was written, a Chicago newspaper published certain editorials in which, among other statements, Henry Ford, meaning like Henry Ford of, of Ford Motor Company that we know today, Henry Ford, was called an ignorant pacifist. Mr. Ford objected to these statements and brought suit against the paper for labeling him. When the suit was tried in courts, the attorneys for the paper pleaded justification and placed Mr. Ford himself on the witness stand for the purpose of proving to the jury that he was ignorant. The attorneys asked Mr. Ford a great variety of questions, all of them intended to prove by his own evidence that while he might possess considerable specialized knowledge pertaining to the manufacturing of automobiles, he was, in the main, ignorant. Henry Ford was plied with such questions as the following. Who was Benedict Arnold, and how many soldiers did the British send over to America to put down the rebellion of 1776? In answer to the last question, Mr. Ford replied, I don't know the exact number of soldiers the British sent over, but I have heard that it was considerably larger than ever went back. Finally, Mr. Ford became tired of this line of questioning, and in reply to a particularly offensive question, he leaned over pointed his finger at the lawyer who had asked the question and said, if I should really want to answer the fullest question you have just asked or any of the other questions you have been asking me, let me remind you that I have a row of electronic push buttons on my desk and by pushing the right button, I can summon to my aid men who can answer any question I desire to ask concerning the business to which I am devoting most of my efforts. Now, will you kindly tell me why I should clutter up my mind with general knowledge for the purpose of being able to answer questions, when I have men around me who can supply any knowledge I require. That certainly was good logic to that reply. That answer floored the lawyer. Every person in the courtroom realized that it was the answer not of an ignorant man, but a man of education. I read that excerpt from Think and Grow Rich from the Mastermind chapter because it perfectly illustrates what I want to talk to you about. See, When I was growing up, I always felt like education was useless. And when I say education, I mean like not just what we were taught in high school, but the idea that you had to go to college. And I harp on this all the time because it drove me crazy while I was growing up. Now, let me preface this with I did not struggle through school. There were a lot of subjects that came very naturally to me. I took double English, double history every single year in school. Um, I was one of those people, and I still am one of those people that can do math in my head. Pretty much any problem you give me, whether it's long division, uh, you know, three, four, five number multiplication. I don't care what it is. I can do it in my head. I, I, don't, I didn't struggle through school. It wasn't like, man, I, I hate school because I felt like an idiot. I hated the fact that everyone pressed school so much and that the only way to be successful is to get good grades. 
it's it's absolutely hilarious to me, and it gets even funnier still. And the thing is, the more that I've read, the more I've been around millionaires, the more I've sat down with people who have actually succeeded versus the people that teach people what it takes to quote-unquote succeed, meaning, and I have nothing against teachers and professors, but just get this straight. So the people who spend their lives doing the absolute best in school usually end up staying in school for the rest of their lives, meaning they were super, super, super good at education, so they become what? They become educators. That, that's what they do with their life because they're so good at the book smarts. They're so good at doing well in school. They had a high GPA. They were on the dean's list, honors roll, all this other stuff, and that's good for them. If they were good at that and they worked their butt off, I am proud of them. But if you're teaching people how to be successful and you're a teacher and you're telling kids the only way to succeed is to, to get good grades and do well in school and, and get into the best college you can and you've done all those things and you still make less than... I'm not even going to name a number because I don't want to be insulting and it changes all the time, but like teachers don't really make that much. And when I say that much, I'm talking about, I have friends that make 20, 30, 40, 50, a hundred grand a month that barely graduated high school and are multi, multi, multi millionaires, deca millionaires and beyond. I, I have friends that have done super well in school and have still done very well financially, but the large majority of people that make it to the millionaire or multimillionaire or the decamillionaire or the centimillionaire status are not people that were phenomenal in college. I'm reading a book right now by Thomas Stanley, who wrote the book years ago called The Millionaire Next Door. And he wrote another book kind of continuing the, the same vein of thought. And it's called The Millionaire Mind. And what he did is he surveyed by direct mail 1,000 millionaires. Okay, surveyed 1,000 millionaires and 700, it was either 733 or 773 got back to him and they gave him their answers. And get this, the average GPA of those millionaires, by the way, the large majority of those millionaires are business owners. They're entrepreneurs. They're not employees. They're not people that had a certain pedigree on their resume and they had a certain amount of, oh, that they're, they're a master's or they're a bachelor's or they have an associate. It, it wasn't any of that garbage. It was people who started their own business that are entrepreneurs. I don't know if anyone knows this, but you don't need a resume to start your own business. I, I don't have to go to someone and say, look at all the, the, the letters before and after my name, and this was my GPA, and here's my SAT scores, and here's my ACT, and these are the colleges that approved me, and, and this is what I made. I don't have to do any of that garbage. I can just start my own business. I can learn what I need to know. I can find the people that know what I don't know and hire them. I cannot tell you how many people that I've studied or listened to talk, uh, Dave Ramsey being a great example. I was listening to him talk the other day. He was interviewing Alex Ramosi, and one of the things that he said that struck me was that he's like, I love PhDs. He's like, we've hired a ton of them. Like, he hires what he doesn't understand how to do and just pays for it. If you can hire someone, it means that you're making significant margin off of their energies and efforts. So a guy that's making millions and millions, like tens, hundreds of millions of dollars a year, I think he was talking about doing like $300 million this year when the interview happened. A guy that's making that kind of money is hiring people that went to school for 8, 10, 12 years to do things that he's either A, unconcerned about learning, meaning it's not worth my time to learn that skill set, so I'll pay for it, or B, I don't know how to do it, so I'll pay someone who specializes in that thing. So education, although it is, there's some value to it if you want to be a doctor, if you want to be an attorney, but when Thomas Stanley took those two professions physicians and attorneys out of the stats pool. The number of people that said that they valued education, they valued getting into the right college, they valued having a high GPA, they thought IQ was a super important success factor in making it. When you took those two professions out, the, the stats were absolutely abysmal. And get this, the average GPA of the 32% of millionaires, multimillionaires that were 
business owners and entrepreneurs, 32% of the people surveyed out of these 773 or 733 that got back to him had a GPA of, get ready, 2.76 was the grade point average among those 32% of business owner, entrepreneur, multimillionaires. 2.76. I graduated with a 3.4 and was not even really trying that hard. I did not enjoy school that much at all. 2.76 was the average. Guess what? A students end up working for C students. A students end up working for C students because A students are so on the ball. They're so anal, like in a, in a good way. They're so detailed with their specialized knowledge that they end up working for someone who has big picture thinking. It also talked about in this book so far that creative intelligence, not IQ that people regularly think of how well they did in the ACTs or SATs or how well they did on standardized testing growing up in school. That was really not the direct correlate of did they make it or did they not? Creative intelligence, meaning can they see big picture? Do they see opportunity? That was the main thing. So listen to these. These are the factors. What factors explain your economic success? He asked this question to millionaires, and I'm just going to read some of this list. I'm not going to read the exhaustive list, but I want to read some of these, and I want you to understand none of these have anything, and I mean anything, to do with your grades in school. None of them have anything to do with whether or not you got accepted into college. None of them have anything to do with whether or not you ended up having a certain grade point average or a degree or letters before or after your name. See, that there's this lie that's been promulgated throughout America, specifically, but also other countries. And in other countries, it is basically the death knell, the death sentence of success or failure. Because see, if you don't get good grades in other countries, they will basically label you as unintelligent. They will just say, well, this isn't for you, and therefore you cannot be successful because in their minds, to be economically successful, you must do well in school. There's four different personalities. I mentioned this before in the episode on personalities in the uh, the communicator's toolbox. There's four personalities. Only one of them is detailed. Only one of them is actually hardwired or softwired, whatever you want to look at, in their brain. They're, they're born naturally being inclined to lectures, reading, and watching videos and learning. The rest of us are not wired that way. There's also different learning styles. There's people who learn by actually doing. There's kinesthetic learners. There's people who are auditory. They hear by listening. There's people who are visual. They need graphs, charts, videos. There are all different kinds of learning styles. There's different personalities. You cannot just put people into a box and say, if they don't fit the mold, then something's wrong with them. How about something being wrong with the expectation? See, the people who set these standards are, in fact, educators. And the educators are not the people that make the world go round. They're not the richest people in the world. It's it's very rare that you find someone who's an absolute brainiac. Like Bill Gates is not the rule. He's the exception. Someone of his nature who just is absolutely off the charts, smart in standardized testing style things. Or Elon Musk, who's absolutely brilliant, probably did extremely well in school. That That's not the norm. The norm is a guy that barely graduated high school, that didn't care, that tried college, dropped out of college, or went to college and thought college was stupid or useless, and then went on to be successful. It's not the person who went to school, passed with flying colors, had a had a 4.3 GPA, was on the dean's list, on a roll, was in all the special programs, was in the in the talented and gifted. It's it's not normally that person. So I want you to understand that if you want to make it, it's not about your grade point average. It's not about if you went to college or if you didn't go to college. The amount of people that have said this, and it makes me want to puke every single time. Well, I'm not smart. I didn't do well in school. I don't have a degree. Guys, I, I'm just a big dummy. That drives me crazy. No, you're not. You're, you're not a person that fit the standardized testing mold. You didn't fall into the 25% of people that adapted super well in school, and that was your natural inclination. So here's 
here's, uh, here's some of these lists. And I want you to really think about this as I read these off. Social skills, getting along with people, having strong leadership qualities, having an ability to sell my ideas and products, etc., having good mentors. Those are all skills that can be developed. You can learn those through reading books. And when I really started reading books, that, I started reading books and I have not missed a day of reading, not a single day, not through COVID, not through travel, not through anything. Days that I've been up more than 30 hours straight, I still got in my reading. And reading is what really led me to understand this. And that was when I realized that what I actually thought was true about the success to education relationship was 100% right. I, I, I always thought that was the case. But as I read more and more, and as I talked to more and more people that had made it, as I researched and studied this more and more and more, because it drove me crazy. How do these people make it? What's so different about them? What do I need to know that I don't currently know? It was through reading that I learned it. All these things are skills. Here's another one. Orientation toward critics. Ignoring the criticism of detractors. Having a competitive spirit or personality. Having the urge to be well-respected. Having extraordinary energy. Being physically fit. Another category, integrity and moral values, being honest with all people, having a supportive spouse, having strong religious faith. Another one, creative intelligence, seeing opportunities others do not see, finding a profitable niche, specializing, loving my career or business, investing in the stock market or one's own business. And lastly, intellectual orientation. And very, very, very few of these people actually highly valued, if you took out, again, the the attorneys and physicians, very few of them valued having a high IQ, attending a top-rated college, or graduating near or at the top of my class. Now, I read those off because I want you to understand that if you want to make it, there's nothing outside of you that's controlling it. It is you versus you. If you study successful people, you understand that college, schooling, their high school grades, really any and all of it, By the way, Henry Ford only had an eighth grade education, eighth grade education, multi, 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 go look up what his net worth would be equivalent in today's dollars if he was still alive. It is absolutely ridiculous. So I wanted to put this episode up because I want you to understand that college and education, how you did, how you didn't do, if you applied yourself, if you didn't literally has nothing to do, zero determining factor, like nothing to do with your ability to succeed. I know people that are richer than you can imagine that do not have proper English. They don't. I know people that are stupid wealthy that aren't great at math. I know people that are ridiculously wealthy that can barely read. Now they are readers, but they're dyslexic. I know people that have learning disabilities that you would look at in school, oh, they're this or they're ADD or they're ADHD or they're they're all this. They should be medicated. And if they would have based their life on what do people think of me? How am I doing? What are my grades? Am I, am I going to make it or not? Am I smart or not? If they would have based it off of what the teacher told them, they, they would have never done anything with their life. Funny story about this. I um, There was one point, I think pretty much everyone dated people that were not the person they married, but um, there was a certain person that I dated and her her family was just absolutely fanatical about education. And it, it was the weirdest thing to me because both mom and dad had jobs. They didn't own a business. Um, dad didn't go to college. And, uh, seemed like, seemed like he was doing okay in the world, you know, didn't go to college, not the end of the world. Mom went to college and just thought that basically if you did not go to college, her family was wired the exact same way. And I have, I have people that I'm related to not by blood, but that are wired 
this exact same way. They thought that if you don't go to college, you're almost like a, a, a lower level, like second class citizen, because because evidently the college that you go to and the grades that you receive really, really make you successful or not successful. Okay, well, uh, you should probably tell that to my buddy Wayne, who's making 50 G's a month right now and on his way to making six figures a month in the next 12 months if he continues doing what he's doing, working 10 to 15 hours a week tops. Average week would be 8 to 10. I've talked to him recently about this. He should probably know that he's not supposed to be doing what he's doing because he barely graduated high school, almost failed out of high school. So that someone should probably tell him that uh, that what he's doing shouldn't be working. It's 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 ridiculous. It's ludicrous. So I, I was told time and time and time again that college was the only way. And when I finally decided to tell these people that I was not going to go to college, one of the people, person that I was dating, actually went so far as to tell me that basically she would not feel safe being married to someone. She wouldn't feel secure financially being married to someone that didn't have at least an associate's degree. To which I, of course, responded very quickly and said, "Well, then we might as well break up right now." And nothing wrong. She wasn't She wasn't a horrible person. That was just the way she was raised. She was raised to value education so heavily that to her it meant financial security. There's nothing financially secure about going into ridiculous, just copious, egregious amounts of debt so that you can someday get a job because you had certain things on your resume, little boxes that you could check and you could write a little college name in there and, and you could tell them that, well, I went to this school and therefore, because I majored in this, I'm perfect. Because I majored in liberal arts, I am perfect to be the bookkeeper here at your factory and make $21 an hour. Oh, well, we need a four-year degree for this job. We could give a crap what it's in, but you need to have gone to college to not even do something that you love to do. Like, come on, give me a break. So anyway, I'm standing in this family's kitchen and I'm having a conversation with the mom and I told her flat out that I will be a millionaire. I, I looked at her flat footed, totally focused, 100% serious. I, I'm not a person that jokes around about my goals. And I told her I will be a millionaire by the time I'm 35. Now, my dad did it by the time he was 40. He was an asset millionaire by the time he was 40. So when I told her I will be a millionaire by the time I'm 35, uh, she flat out laughed in my face. And guess what? She went up on my wall. Now, I'm not really that petty of a person. I, I really don't care. But to me, that when, when the book talked about their orientation toward critics, there are two tanks that you can put criticism in. You can put it in the tank that once it fills up, it tips the scale and says, okay, you should quit. You've been criticized enough. That's a sign. If it was meant to work for you, it would be easy. You can put it in that tank or you can put it in the tank that says, come on, give me some more motivation, please. Tell me just one more time that I can't make it. Tell me it's stupid. Tell me the idea is not going to work. Tell me I don't have enough education. Tell me I didn't do well enough in school. Tell me I'm not smart enough one more time. Please just say it again. It feels so good. You're filling the tank and I will absolutely prove you wrong. That That's the attitude that you've got to have. And there's there's no bitterness against people that have criticized me. There, there's no, I've got friends right now that make fun of the fact that my wife and I read while they watch TV, while they watch TV. Like people that I love dearly, like make fun of the fact that I read books. I have a friend who's doing very well financially that makes fun of the fact that I read the amount of books that I read. That's totally fine. He can work 40 or 50 hours a week for the rest of his life while I work 10. He can do whatever he wants. Everyone has different goals. If you love what you do, that's, that's great. But I've not missed a day of reading in five years. This has been my education. This has been my college, a self-directed education, because I know that I can learn what I need to learn through the information that I study, through specialized knowledge, which is exactly what people like Henry Ford chose to do. It's exactly what my buddy Josh did by not going to college and deciding, you know, what, I'm going to get basically a master's level degree in marketing and sales 
and is now on his way to producing a seven-figure-a-year income for himself because he's taken time to learn specialized knowledge. That's incredible. You don't need a college degree to learn how to become a millionaire. You don't need education. What you do need is you need to have the right mindset about several different things, The, I would say the most important of which being that you don't have to have anything special to quote-unquote make it. Anyone can make it. This is America. There are 700,000 millionaires produced every single year. Google, how many millionaires were produced last year alone in America? It was over 700,000, I think, in, uh, it was either 2020 or 2021. 700,000 millionaires produced in one year. Do you think they all had high GPAs or went to the right colleges or had four-year degrees? No, they just had hunger. They desired something so greatly they were willing to do whatever it took, learn whatever they needed to, or hire out what they did not want to take time to learn. So understand that anyone can make it. And also decide that when you're going to get motivation from critics, when you're going to turn your rejection into energy, as one of my mentors likes to say, when you're going to do that, it's not about being bitter against that person. It's not about having any anger or lack of love for them. Like if they needed help, you would still be there. People that make fun of my wife and I currently, some of them are close friends. I don't know how that happens in their brain that we can be close friends and they can they can make fun of us, but it, it doesn't anger me. It, it really doesn't. They just, they have a different path. They have different dreams. They have different goals. It's totally fine, but it does give me motivation. It's not going to take me down a notch on, man, I, maybe they're right. Maybe we can't do this like that. That straight up motivates me. Maybe something's wrong with me, but if you're the kind of person that gets like a little bit of encouragement from here and you can do it, I believe in you, then you're probably not the kind of person that gets a crazy amount of drive from hearing, I don't think you can make it. You don't have what it takes. There's no way you'll make that work. Oh, that that, that doesn't work. It won't work for you. If you're the kind of person that gets drive from that, then welcome to the club because you can make this happen because guess what? Criticism is handed out freely. It happens all the time. There will always be what Albert Einstein referred to as opposition from mediocre Minds. Here was how he put it in a direct quote from him. I'll read this now and then I'll close the episode. Great spirits have always encountered violent opposition from mediocre minds. The mediocre mind is incapable of understanding the man who refuses to bow blindly to conventional prejudices and chooses instead to express his opinions courageously and honestly. So that being said, the episode is over, but this is me calling my shot. I've done this before, but I will be a millionaire by the time I'm 35. There are two kinds of millionaires. There are asset millionaires, meaning what you accumulate. My goal, what I'm going for is the million dollar per year mark, which is $83,333.33 a month in income. That is the type of millionaire that I always planned on being. That is what I am going after. And that is what I will do. I hope you are here for the journey as I document what happens, the lessons I'm learning along the way, the failures, everything else that's going to come between now and then. I'm 29 now. I've got less than six years to hit the goal. I'm on track and I'm going to share every single step of that journey with you. And I'll talk to you in the next episode.